Hi, everyone. Welcome into episode number 66 of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David McConnell. As always, thank you guys for being with us today. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we're talking about scripture meditation, and in particular, how scripture meditation can help us grow as Christians, which is what this podcast is all about. Now, as we talk about scripture meditation, I want to point out to you that we're not talking about the type of meditation that maybe you're culturally familiar with, the type of meditation that comes from Eastern religions where you're trying to empty your mind out, uh, but rather we're talking about the type of meditation the Bible models for us where we're trying to fill our mind with the word of God. And we're going to try to do a little bit more than talk about scripture meditation today, but we're actually going to try to model it and walk through actually doing it as an exercise on the podcast. So this is going to be one of those times where you're going to want to have a Bible and a pen and a piece of paper with you as you listen to this, because we're actually going to try to work this out together. And Lord willing, we may do this over a couple of different podcasts so that we can practice it numerous times. Now, as far as the Bible modeling for us meditation, I would point you to the Psalms. Throughout the Psalms, uh, the psalmists talk about meditating on God's Word. Uh, Psalm 119.48 talks about meditating on the promises of God. Psalm 143.5 talks about meditating on the works of God. Psalm 145.5 talks about meditating on the majesty or the person of God. And again, when we're talking about meditation, we're talking about filling our mind and our thoughts with God and His Word, deliberating on His Word. The word meditate actually means to um, to mutter. <laughs> it, it can mean to talk to yourself. And if you think about that, if you've ever really been trying to learn something, maybe you're trying to memorize something or learn a song, or maybe you're trying to work through a problem and you're trying to reach a solution, you might find that you mutter to yourself, you talk to yourself, you talk out loud, um, you go over the problem, you think through it out loud. That's really the idea behind scripture meditation. It's a mental chewing of God's word, if you will. It's thoughtful deliberation uh, to the point of speaking to yourself as you deliberate and think deeply on God's Word. Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, is a place where you find the Bible talking about meditation. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So there in verse 2 is clearly a connection between meditating on God's word and delighting in God's word. Having delight in your life for God is a result of meditating on his scripture. And so that is why I present it to us and bring it up to us as something that is very good for us to do in terms of drawing closer to Jesus. So how do we do that? Well, I've picked out a passage of Scripture for us today, and I just want us to walk through it together. So again, if you have a Bible, please grab it, um, uh, maybe a pen and a piece of paper. And if you're used to listening to this podcast on the go, uh, go ahead and listen to the end of it. But I would suggest coming back to it at a later time, maybe this you know later in the day, um, while it's on your mind, and actually walk through this exercise 
because I think it's actually very beneficial for you to work this out. Um, and I want to try to be as practical as possible. I have four steps and each one of them have, um, uh, maybe some sub steps to them, but four main steps of how we would meditate on scripture. And again, keep in mind, there's nothing in the Bible that says this is what meditation looks like. Step one, step two, step three. Um, so these are what I think are steps of wisdom to help us meditate on a passage of scripture. But if you find something to add to it, um, then that would certainly be permissible. That's perfectly okay. You may not want to do this entire list, but I'm using this as a springboard, if you will, to try to get us thinking in the right direction about what it practically looks like to meditate on God's Word. The passage that I've picked out for us today is Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And while you're going there, if you're a new listener to the podcast, let me just say thank you for joining with us, and I would hope that you'd reach out Using our email, building up at agapepinson.com. I'd love to hear from you. Even if you've been listening for a while, if you've not made that connection, just email us. Let us know that you're out there, that you're listening to the podcast. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. And also, if you have any particular uh, topics or verses that you would like for us to cover on one of these episodes, let us know that. We would love to do that. All right, so Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. Let me give you four steps to scripture meditation, and we're going to use this passage to help us. Step number one, read it several times and read it out loud so that your ears can hear it. So read the passage and then speak it out loud like you're speaking it to yourself, like you're muttering it to yourself so your ears can hear it. And each time you read it, emphasize different words in the passage. Um, emphasize words that seem to be important. Emphasize words as you go through the text um, each time that will help you to really think about this. So I'm going to read this twice, and both times I'm going to emphasize different words to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Colossians 1, 3 through 5. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel. All right, now I'm going to do it again. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel. All right, so I'll do that several times. Go through the passage, read it over and over, emphasize different words, do it out loud. Um, you're trying to get it into your mind. And I'll even say you might find it helpful to sing the passage. Yes, sing it. Now, I'm not going to do that for you on the podcast today, uh, but if you're alone um, or if you're with other people and you're just really, really bold, sing the passage, pick a tune, and sing it out loud. This actually has biblical precedence. Psalm 77, 6 talks about meditation and singing songs of joy. But singing can help us to learn a passage and to really get it in our mind. So read it several times, read it out loud so that you can hear it and even sing it, emphasize the dif those different words. Now, step number two, this is the longest step. Step number two, write it down. And I'm going to have you write it down two different ways. So number one, just write the passage, 
the way that you see it in Scripture. Okay, so write it out in your translation. That helps you to really learn it. And then after you've written it out that way, go back, circle some words that stand out to you, maybe that you want to research a little bit, that you need some definition on, and jot down some questions that you see, questions that come up as you write the passage down and think about it. Now, the second way I would have you write the passage down is to write it in your own words. You've, at this point, read it several times. Maybe you've sung it some, huh? And you've written it down. Now, if you were just going to summarize it, close your eyes and try to, in your own words, say what that passage says, what would you write down? Now, keep in mind, that's not, you know, God's word scripture that you want to teach from, your own paraphrase, uh, but it is a learning tool. It is helpful for you to get it in your mind. So when I wrote this passage down in my own words, this is what it sounded like for me. When we pray for you, part of our prayers is praise and thanksgiving to God. We've been doing this ever since we heard about your faithfulness to Jesus and your love for the church, which we know that you have because of the hope that came to you through God's word, hope that is secure in heaven. So what I really saw there is this connection in the passage that the reason that Paul, the writer, is praying these prayers of thanksgiving is because they've heard about how faithful this church is to Jesus and how loving they are to one another. And then he says that this faith they have toward Jesus and this love for one another is because of the hope that came to them through God's word. Hope in this passage is the motivating factor. It is the the reason that faith and love belong to these people. Uh, so if I, if I told you I ran today because I need to lose weight, uh, then l- losing weight is the motivation for me running. All right. So hope, the hope that these people have is the motivating factor that caused faith and love, faith in Jesus and love for one another. So this led me to two questions that I wrote down. One, what is this hope about? Like, what is this object of their hope that is motivating them to faith in Jesus and love for one another? And then secondly, how does that hope create faith and love? Now, those are the two questions I wrote down. These are the two answers I jotted down. Um, I said, number one, what is the hope that they have in heaven? My mind went to the promises of God. God is in heaven and all of the promises that God has made to these people, that is what they're looking toward. And then I went to my second question. Well, how would the promises of God create faith toward Jesus and love for one another? Well, when I went to answer that, I thought about how the Bible says that all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus, which means that everything God promises in his word that creates hope in me The reality of those promises come through Jesus. Jesus and his life and death and resurrection is how I know that those promises will be mine. And so I put my faith in Jesus. How does hope, how do the promises of God motivate me to love other people? Well, if I know what God has said about my life, that he'll take care of me, that he'll defend me, 
then that frees me to love other people well, to be generous to them, to forgive them, to be concerned about them even above myself because I trust in the promises of God to take care of me. So that hope that I have that God's going to take care of me, that hope allows me to love others. Okay, so those are just two questions I wrote down, and those are the answers that I thought through. Those aren't the only questions you could ask about this text, and those aren't the only answers to those two questions. But hopefully you get an idea of what we're striving for here. And that leads us to the last two steps. Number three, try to memorize the passage if you can, at least to linger on it throughout your day. I'm kind of picturing that you would do this in the mornings, before you got your day started, and then the rest of the day, you could spend thinking about that passage of Scripture that you meditated on early in the morning. And obviously, thinking about it throughout the day is continuing that meditation. Maybe you can memorize it or work on memorizing, or maybe you can just read the passage throughout the day. It kind of becomes your passage of the day, if you will. And you think about it as you drive, as you work in the yard, uh, as you take a walk, whatever it may be. You're thinking about that passage of Scripture, lingering on it. And then number four, pray through it. Pray that passage of Scripture. Pray it for yourself. Pray it for other people. Pray it for your church family. And maybe some individual in your life comes to mind when you're praying that passage of Scripture. And if so, you would even want to reach out to them and let them know, hey, I was reading this passage today and you came to my mind and I've been praying this for you. I think that would be real encouragement for someone. So maybe when I look at this passage of Scripture, I begin to pray for someone in my life. You know, I start praying for John Doe, and I pray that he would have hope in God and the promises of God. And I pray that that hope would stir him to faith in Jesus and that he would love people well because of that hope. Or maybe I would pray that he would read the Word and be close to Scripture so that that hope would stir in him. That's just one example of how I could pray this particular passage for someone. Okay, that was a quick exercise because this podcast is not very long. Uh, but we're going to try to do this again. Maybe on next week's episode, we'll see. But we'll try to walk through another passage. We'll see how long the Lord leads us to do it. But hey, if you try this, please reach out. Let me know. You can email us again, buildingupatagapepinson.com or um, reach out to me privately if you have my contact info. But I'd love to hear how the practice of scripture meditation is going for you, both the challenges and the rewards. So please try that, and we may do this again on the next episode as well. Until next time, church, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, ministry of Agape Church in Vincent, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us buildingup at agapevinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app.